Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne. Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelda with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. One thing we've learned over the last couple of years is that the sports betting industry is always interesting. Who would have thought that the first state to legalize sports betting in 2022 would be Maine? In California, voters are going to decide in November if sports betting will become legal in their state. And hey, even Vermont just drafted a bill for sports betting. On this week's show, we are going to talk with a great reporter who covers some of the most interesting sports betting stories from around the country. Coming up, I'm talking with Jill Dorson from Sports Handle, USBets.com, and Better Collective. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of cards. Some surprises are good, some surprises are life-changing, and some surprises can be financially devastating. That's why you need 210 Home Buyers Warranty. 210 Home Buyers Warranty covers critical systems like your heating, cooling, and water heater, and appliances like your fridge from breakdowns caused by routine use. Because something will break down right when you need it most. A refrigerator breakdown can cost over $1,200 to replace, with 210 as little as $85. Water heater breakdown nearly $1,800, with 210 as little as $85. AC breakdown $2,500, with 210 as little as $85. I enjoy knowing that any issues I may have with my home will be taken care of. Everything was handled professionally. The response and service is always timely and professional. No matter the age of your home or appliances, a home warranty service agreement from 210 Home Buyers Warranty can help reduce your financial stress. Call 800-580-7703. 800-580-7703. That's 800-580-7703. Call now to get two months free. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. 
With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. You're listening to House of Cards. Your Majesty, the royal wrestlers await. I'll bet on the little guy. How much? 3,000 guineas, two geese, and a duck. That's a foul bet. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishato with you. Interesting things are happening in the sports betting industry across this country. Maine became the first state in 2022 to legalize sports betting. Vermont has some interesting proposed legislation. And California is getting closer to legalize sports betting. And by the way, everything I know about Maine, Vermont, and California, I learned from Jill Dorison, who is a great writer from SportsHandle.com and Better Collective. And Jill Dorison happens to be on the line with us right now. Jill, thanks for coming on. Sure, happy to be here. First off, welcome to the show. I, I've really enjoyed your writing for a long time, and I'm glad we get a chance to talk with you on the show. I mean, you've written about sports for over 30 years. You've covered the Raiders in 2003 when they went to the Super Bowl, and now you're covering the sports betting industry. I want to ask you, when you were covering sports 5, 10, 15 years ago, did you ever think that the sports betting industry would become what it is now? I mean, did you ever think that the professional leagues would ever accept sports betting? Well, to be honest, I never really gave it a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, it's been interesting, obviously, the, the major turnaround from all of the sports leagues, particularly the NFL and you know, most recently the NCAA, um, you know, embracing sports betting and recognizing that, you know, maybe they don't recognize that there's a benefit in terms of, of integrity, but recognizing that there's money to be made and a safe way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so partnering with the people who know what they're doing is a good way to go. Now, one of the big stories in sports betting that you've been doing a great job covering on SportsHandle.com is what's going on in California. I, I'm here on the East Coast, and for the last year, we've been obsessed with sports betting in New York. I mean, first, right. what, when will New York launch sports betting? How it's going to affect the other states? And now we're all marveling at the crazy numbers and figures coming out of that market. And in the meantime, a giant state out west was inching closer to allowing sports betting. How did the sports betting debate in California start? Was there some lawmaker who introduced the bill? Did the sports books make a big push to get that issue front and center? How how did the sports betting ball in California start rolling? California has a lot of different factions. It's a very different uh, situation than most other states. There are 60 tribes that offer gaming here in California, and they have the exclusive right um, under the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act to um, offer casino gaming. And so, yeah, there have been bills in the state legislature. They've been essentially killed by the tribes Mm -hmm. um, because the tribes want to have control of what sports betting will look like here when it's coming, um, whether it will be digital or retail. And so the point that we're at now is that there's one initiative that's qualified for the ballot, and that's been put forth by a group of tribes. It's for retail-only sports betting. So you could wager at Indian casinos um, and form racetracks here, 
um, and there's a second initiative that's been put forth by a group of seven operators mm-hmm. led by BetMGM, um, F-Kings, and FanDuel that is in the signature verification process. So that means they've collected all the signatures they need to get their initiative on the ballot, and they're just waiting for the Secretary of State to say, yep, okay. you have enough that are good enough, and you're on. So it's um, we've been heading to this point for more than a year, actually, and um, it's setting up a big fight because everybody in the state is taking sides, whether or not they're going to support the commercial operators or whether or not they're going to support the tribes. So just to be clear, how many different proposals will California have on their ballot as as we talk right now? And is there a chance mm-hmm. that there could be even more proposals as time goes on? Yeah. So originally there were four put out there. Um, there will be two on the ballot and potentially a third one in 2024, depending what happens this year. So um, one proposal put forth by the card rooms here um, failed to collect enough signatures by their deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, and a proposal by a, um, I guess, second group of tribes for digital and retail sports betting uh, announced just this week that they were going to pull back and not look at the 2022 ballot, but go for the 2024 ballot. And I think that that's on the assumption that with two initiatives on this ballot this year, that neither one will pass, which Mm -hmm. is a a real possibility. I have a question about that. The fact that there are more than one proposal, does that concern anyone? I mean, is there fear? It concerns everyone. Okay. Is there (laughs) there some concern that like the the voters will be confused and not, not knowing what they're voting for? Is that why that one was pulled back with, uh, with regard to the Native American tribes? So I couldn't say exactly why they decided to pull back. I mean, in theory, yes, the idea is that they think that nothing will pass this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're just positioning themselves for 2024. But, yeah, it's a huge concern. Political consultants will tell you that if you have multiple initiatives on the same issue, that it's really hard to get voters to understand, you know, which one to vote for or which one is quote unquote better. Um, so they either, you know, they don't vote at all, <laughs> I guess, <Yeah. laughs> on those. Um, and here, you know, it's a fine line. The tribes have a retail initiative, you know, limiting just to in-person betting. And the commercial operators have a an initiative that's simply for digital. Mm-hmm. So if you're lobbying against each other, it's hard, I think, to make up people understand the difference between retail and digital because the average person, you know, doesn't know, doesn't care. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And, you know, if both of them go all the way till November, I'm told that by June 30th, you can withdraw an initiative. Um, so, you know, I'm watching closely and listening around to see if one side is going to pull their initiative um, and leave only one on the ballot, meaning that both sides, you know, the person who's still on the ballot or the group that's still on the ballot can put all of their money into getting approval. And the people who have pulled their initiative can put all of their money into opposing it. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side.
With some of the best promotions and offers in the sports betting market, PointsBet simply stands out. PointsBet is the only U.S. online bookmaker to offer points betting, where every yard, every point, every goal, even every play matters. Same game parlays, good karma payouts, early payouts, and exclusive game day promotions and guarantees for all sports. PointsBet offers more bet types than any other bookmaker in the world, offering a unique set of markets that aren't available anywhere else. And now PointsBet is offering one of the best sign-up offers in the sports betting market today. New customers signing up with code BET21 receive two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Get up to $500 back if your first fixed odds bet loses, and up to $1,500 if your first points betting bet loses. That's code BET21 for two risk-free bets up to $2,000 at PointsBet. PointsBet, it pays to be fast. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to House of Cards. I'm talking sick piles of money. I'm talking lay on your bed in your Vegas room, throw the money in the air, and dance as it showers down on your money. I'm talking frosted glass limo money. I'm talking big cowboy hat, silver, turquoise buckle money. I'm talking gambling. I am in love with you. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there is no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Jill Dorson from Sports Handle, usbets.com, and Better Collective. Now, you mentioned the card rooms in California. What's going on with that situation, and what is the card rooms issue with regard to sports betting in California? Well, so there's long been a lot of animosity between the card rooms and the uh, tribes. And I would not pretend to know what all of it is, but the net result is that the tribes believe that they have exclusivity to gaming in California under IGRA um, and under their compacts and state law. And the card rooms, you know, continue to offer table games. I'm sorry, not table games, card games. Mm -hmm. Um, And the tribes view that as an infringement on their exclusivity. Um, And there have been multiple lawsuits over time um, with regard to all of this. And so there's just... There's a lot of animosity. Those two groups are never going to be on the same side of the issue. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Has there been any polling or there has been any uh, forecasting with regard to how likely these measures will be received by the California bo- voters? Are, are, are lawmakers and sportsbook operators thinking that these measures will pass or one or more of these measures will pass? So I guess a two-part answer. One, both of these measures could pass. Okay. Um, the operator's measure is strictly digital and the tribal one is strictly retail. So um, they are considered um, on the ballot complementary to each other. Um, the tribe wouldn't want both of them to pass. The operators probably don't care if both of them pass. Um, so I guess that's kind of the starting point. And I apologize because I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just curious to see how likely people in California think these will pass. I mean, are oh, the polling. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of polling, but a I'm going to be honest, and I actually said this to somebody the other day. I'm sort of done with it from both um, the operator side and the tribal side because they um, 
send out press releases, you know, once a week or every other week with, you know, new polling numbers and saying <laughs> what people are in support of and what they're not in support of. But neither side wants to reveal the raw data or exactly what the question was. Um, so, you know, the latest thing is that the on the tribal side, they say that 53 um, percent of people that they poll do not support digital gaming. And on the operator side, they say that 59% do support mm -hmm. um, digital gaming. But just to be clear, the initiative that was put out there by um, BetMGM, DraftKings, and FanDuel is um, tied to solving California's homelessness problem okay. um, and would bring hundreds of millions of dollars into the state. And so from a political standpoint, um, they're, you know, running their referendum on the homeless issue. Um, and sports betting is almost an afterthought in terms of advertising and things like that. Well, you mentioned advertising. And the one thing I've read in your articles on SportsHandle.com is that there's a lot of advertising money being spent on this issue in California. Give us an idea of who is spending the advertising money in the state and how effective are those ads in the state? Um, sure. I mean, what I can tell you now, and I live in, in uh, San Diego County, is that I've been seeing ads put out by different tribal groups okay. um, that essentially say to California's voters, we've been running gaming in this state for 30 years, and you trust us and we'll take care of you. Um, and let's all make an effort to keep out-of-state operators out of state okay. um, or to not give them control of, of gaming here, or sports betting, sorry, not gaming. Mm. So I've seen several of those ads. The um, on the other side of things, the operators haven't really ramped up their television ads yet. They're, I'm sure, still waiting to make sure 100 percent that they're on the ballot. Um, but both sides have committed hundreds of millions of dollars um, toward their advertising campaign. And they'll take advantage of everything from television to social media to billboards. Um, I saw an L.A. Times ad that I can't honestly remember which side it was for, but I was just interested <laughs> that I saw it. Um, so there's a lot out there, um, and you know, what the messaging says in the end is going to be, um, really critical in terms of, of getting voters to understand, you know, what the, not necessarily what the issues are, but mm -hmm. what, where to fall or where they want you to fall on the issue. Well, if these proposals are given a yes vote by the voters of California, what are the next steps the state has to go through in order to launch sports betting? Are there still issues with regard to tribes that need to be worked out prior to the launch of sports betting? So having never been through this process this closely before, I can tell you what I understand is it will happen. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully I'm right. Um, but in California, when you have a ballot initiative, you actually write the law. Oh, okay. um, so unlike a state like Louisiana or Maryland, um, or I guess more Louisiana, where they had to then go back through the state legislature, you know, the, the referendum there was, do we want to have sports betting, yes or no? And then the legislature determined what that would look like. Um, here in California, it's not that way. So these initiatives are, you know, 60, 70, 100 pages long. Um, they spell out all of the rules from, you know, taxes to what you can bet on um, to uh, whether or not you're tethered to a, um, a tribal casino, et cetera, et cetera. So my understanding is that if the tribal initiative passes, the retail only, um, they could move pretty quickly because they're also they're regulated by a tribal council versus by the state. Um, the state would have some say in that. 
Um, but the tribes, I believe, could probably go live with in-person sports betting within a few months. Wow, really? On the operator's side, um, they'll be regulated by the uh, uh, the state. Um, so the state obviously has to work through all of the regulations and um, and do a launch, and that tends to take longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'll be perfectly upfront and tell you that I'm not 100% sure what that process will be, but I just think it'll take longer if it's on the operator side. See, yeah, I was curious. I mean, if everything's approved, uh, has anyone given a time frame when sports betting could start in California? Did they say, you know, sure. maybe next well, year, maybe two years? Or... No, it'll be shorter than that. Okay. And I was going to say I should correct myself. Well, I think that the tribes could offer wagering really quickly. I believe that in their um, in their initiative, the start date is September 2023. But, I mean, still not so long. You know, it'll be 10 months after <laughs> the initiative passes. Um, and the, uh, operators, when I don't have it handy, but it's also sometime in 2023. So, you know, if one or both of those passes, I, you know, people should be betting by the 2023 football season. I did some calculations in terms of pro teams. California has three hockey teams, five baseball mm-hmm. teams, three football teams, four basketball teams. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not even counting the huge number of college teams the state have, uh, mm-hmm. everyone in the past said once New York got mobile sports betting, that's a game changer for the sports betting industry. I got to tell you, if California gets sports betting, I I think it would dwarf New York's numbers. I mean, in your opinion, is the real game changer for the sports betting industry is when California gets sports betting? You know, it's interesting, right? I I live here, so I have a little bit of a different perspective, I think, than people who don't live here. Um, and I grew up in New England as a Red Sox fan. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I understand the, the Northeastern market in New York maybe a little bit better than people who haven't been there, um, having worked in that area, too. Mm-hmm. I, You know, California's got 40 million people. I think it's a game changer, uh, you know, for the operators in terms of potential revenue. Um, I can tell you from living in, in on both sides of the country that the passion for sports here is not the same as it is in the Northeast. Um, and so while you have a larger group of people to call from, I'm not sure that you have the rabid fan base that you have in, mm-hmm. you know, New York or Boston or Philadelphia. So uh, it's definitely a game changer. I mean, the, the operators are willing to spend, you know, $200 million to get this on the ballot. So that tells you something. And that's significantly more, I'm sad to say, about what they spent in um, – uh, Florida trying to get an initiative on that failed. And so Florida's half as many people again as here. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's a game changer in some ways, but it's a unique situation because it's the tribes who will have, the tribes will have a hand in sports betting here and they don't in New York so much. I mean, there's a small group, but they're not nearly as powerful as the tribes here. Stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Attention, here is something big banks don't want you to know about your IRA or 401k. You can store your retirement savings where you can actually see, touch, and hold it in your hands with a Paradigm Gold or Silver IRA. You can transfer a portion of your savings to physical gold and silver coin and store them where you can see them. The stock market is close to its all-time high, and your retirement might be at risk again. But you can trust Paradigm Gold Group to help. Call 800-417-3932. 
800-417-3932. Paradigm Gold Group is a gold IRA leader, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, where gold and silver has been in the family business for over 40 years. Call for your free guide to Paradigm's Gold IRA. Protect your retirement savings today with Paradigm. Call 800-417-3932. 800-417-3932. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. Plus... Free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. It's getting warmer outside, and the action is really starting to heat up on the tables at Party Poker in New Jersey. Sign up with code EXIT7A and take advantage of Party Poker's new sign-up offer of $25 free, plus a first deposit match up to $600 and start playing poker online today. Daily tournaments, cash games, sit-and-goes. The Party Poker U.S. Network offers players an opportunity to participate in their favorite poker tournaments online every day, all day. And don't forget about their Sunday tournament featuring $35,000 in guaranteed prize money. So head on over to nj.party.com. PartyPoker.com and sign up today with our promo code EXIT7A. New customers get $25 free when registering, plus you also get a first deposit match up to $600. That's code EXIT7A to get your $25 free when registering and your first deposit match up to $600. The cards are in the air at PartyPoker.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave Weishaddle from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gaming Report for the week of May 23rd, 2022. According to the American Gaming Association, the nation's commercial gaming industry set a new revenue record for the first quarter of a year. In the quarter, the commercial gaming industry reported $14.31 billion in revenue, an increase of almost 29% from the first quarter of 2021, with all 32 commercial gaming jurisdictions reporting increases from the year before. iGaming and sports betting also set quarterly records, with iGaming taking in $1.2 billion and sports betting reporting $1.5 billion. No sooner does Kansas pass their sports betting law, they get sued. The Kansas Star Casino is alleging that the state is breaking its contract with them by allowing historic horse racing machines at Wichita's Greyhound Park. The casino claims that the agreement with the Lottery Commission prohibits any competition in the Wichita area, and the machines at the dog track violate that agreement. Boyd Gaming, which owns the Kansas Star Casino, is asking for $25 million in damages. And finally, following their ribbon cutting at the Rock and Brews restaurant in the Potawatomi Hotel and Casino in Wisconsin, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons of the rock band Kiss participated via Zoom in the ribbon cutting of the Rock and Brews Casino in the town of Bremen, Oklahoma. Looks like one of the coolest casinos in the country is now in Oklahoma. Having news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation, send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio.
Castle Cards Gaming Report is brought to you by Fubo Sportsbook. Get in the game with Fubo Sportsbook. And now new customers get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 plus a free month of Fubo TV when you sign up at FuboSportsbook.com with promo code WATCH. W-A-T-C-H. That's promo code WATCH when you sign up to get your first risk-free bet up to $1,000 at Fubo Sportsbook plus a free month of Fubo TV. Sign up, then sync up to enjoy one of the most unique and personalized sports experiences in the market today. Watch, wager, and win with Fubo Sportsbook. You're listening to the House of Cards. I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Jill Dorson from Sports Handle, USBets.com, and Better Collective. Well, let me switch gears to an East Coast uh, state, uh, which took sure. me by complete surprise, and that's Maine. I mean, even though <laughs> I, I look, even though I'm in New Jersey, I have an office in Massachusetts, and I found uh-huh. out that Maine passed sports betting while sitting in my office in Massachusetts reading Sports Handle and your article, and not from any news <laughs> outlet in Massachusetts, which was kind of strange. Now, I, a lot of people I've talked to in sports betting industry were kind of surprised that Maine legalized sports betting. But should they have been surprised, and were we all all the signs pointing to the fact that Maine was going to allow sports betting? So I would say that I'm not surprised at all that Maine okay. legalized this year. I am surprised at how they legalized. Okay. Um, and it's a, it's a fine point to make. Um, in 2019, the state legislature there passed what at the time would have been considered one of the most open competitive marketplace bills in the country. Um, you would have been able to have digital platforms that didn't have to be tethered to anything. There was no cap on the number of um, uh, operators that could be in the state. Um, and the tax rate, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was pretty favorable, so probably 10% or less. Um, the governor there in 2020, just ahead of the pandemic, vetoed that bill, and the uh, legislature couldn't get enough votes to get to override the veto. So it's been coming for a long time, but there's been a, a fight there. The governor of Maine is not a big proponent of gambling. Um, there are a handful of casinos there, brick-and-mortar casinos, um, you know, that would prefer to have a situation where, you know, they're kind of in control by having uh, operators tethered to them. Anyway, long story short, the legislature came back this year, which was the soonest that they could under their rules, and they passed a similar bill to the one that they had passed in 2019 um, last summer. So, sorry, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference was that it had to be tethered you had to be tethered to a casino. Okay. The guy who was carrying the bill um, quit <laughs> and went to go work for um, a, a state agency. I mean, a federal agency, though. I can't remember what one. And the bill sort of languished and has been sitting on what's called the appropriations table in Maine since last July. And then out of nowhere, a couple of months ago, the governor decided that it was sports betting was going to become a political football um, that she could use to mollify the tribes there who do not have the same kind of tribal sovereignty that tribes in other states have. Okay. So rather than giving them their sovereignty or granting them their sovereignty, she offered them the opportunity to have sports betting. And 
that bill passed. And I remember when the first time I saw it, I called a couple of operator sources and I was like, what the hell is this? And they were <laughs> like, we don't know. And they didn't know. Um, and that bill got pushed through by the governor and is now lost. So in Maine, there will be four platforms, um, one each tethered to the four federally recognized tribes. Um, unfortunately, the tribes there don't have any experience in gaming, so it's going to be kind of an interesting experience. <laughs> um, and then the two casinos there, owned by uh, Churchill Downs and Penn National Gaming, uh, have essentially, well, I've been saying they've been shut out of, of digital gaming, which is not 100% true. They actually could partner with a tribe. Okay. There's nothing that says they can't, but they won't be able to run it themselves. So they can't get licensed for digital gaming. So they can't have, for example, the Penn National Casino can't have its own barstool platform, but okay. it could partner with a tribe and then have a barstool platform. So, yeah, it was not surprising that it passed. It was the how <laughs> and what it now looks like. So all, um, in, all, all in all, how many licenses are we talking about and, and who's going to have these licenses? I mean, In Maine? Yeah, four. in Maine. Four? Four, okay. yeah. And, and I, the licensed entity will be... Um, each of the four tribes there. Okay. And then the uh, Penn National and uh, Churchill Downs will each get a license for uh, retail gaming or retail sports betting, so they can obviously offer in their casinos in-person betting. And then some OTBs will also be able to offer in-person betting. So what is the next steps for Maine in order to launch sports betting? I mean, are they formulating rules now, or are they in the licensing sure. phase? Uh, I mean, no. what are they doing right now? Gonna, I, w I actually uh, talked to the person, uh, Milt Champion, who runs the gambling control unit there, and they're tasked with regulation. And it's going to be a while, probably a year to 18 months. And wow. part of okay. that is just the administrative process in Maine. Um, that's, it's not unusual. Um, Ohio has had a similarly long process, but their law included a firm start date. So they'll be done in a year. Um, but it's, you know, there's a lot of hoops to jump through on the, on the administrative and legislative side. So, um, the law in Maine does not become effective until 90 days okay. after the governor signed it. So that's on or about August 2nd. Um, between now and then the gambling control unit is, starting to develop um, draft regulations. And Milt said that in a perfect world, he'd be able to uh, present those to stakeholders for review on August 2nd. But, okay. you know, it takes a long time. There's a lot of I's to dot and T's to cross. And everyone seems to think that once somebody's legalized, they can launch tomorrow. And, yeah. you know, while the biggest operators probably have the ability to do that. There's so much other stuff that has to happen <laughs> that, um, you know, even if, if Milt were able to get the regs out on August 2nd for review, there's then public comment period sure. and he's going to hold a hearing, blah, blah, blah. And then once all of that's done in Maine, there's two government entities that have to sign off. I think it's the uh, attorney general's office and the secretary of state. And, you know, they could take a couple of months to sign off before they do anything. So once that's all done, which probably takes us at least to the end of the year, okay, they can open the application process. And it's, I'd say the average for an application process is 90 days. Okay. Um, there's a lot to do when somebody applies for a sports betting license in terms of 
you know, verifying backgrounds and financials and stuff like that. And the, the regulators really have no control on how long some of that takes because they're dealing with agencies from other governments or other states or the federal government. And, you know, if the FBI doesn't want to give you a background check in a week, then they take two weeks or yeah, three weeks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it so, all takes a while. So in terms of Maine, I mean, realistically, mm-hmm. earliest, I would guess, end of 2023, probably into 2024, that's when people from Maine so, can expect to start placing bets? So Milt was hoping spring of 2023 in the best case scenario. Okay. Um, and so he's saying anytime between spring of 2023 and January 1st, 24. Oh, okay. Um, right. So, you know, I think he's trying to uh, over, what's the phrase? Under promise and over delivery. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> If Maine took me by surprise, there's another New England state that just blew me away when I found out about this, and that is Vermont. Um, give us the latest of what's coming out of Vermont. Are, uh, in terms of sports betting, what are they talking about in Vermont? Yeah, it's a pretty short answer. Yep. Somebody yep. filed a bill in April. It's not, from the industry perspective, a great bill. Mm-hmm. Um, but the session's going to close, I think, in a week or two weeks, and the bill hasn't actually been filed. Um, at least it wasn't earlier this week. So it's highly unlikely that Vermont's going to pass sports betting. Um, they've been a little bit sort of mucking around with it the last couple of years, looking at study bills, you know, yeah, let's yeah. go and pass a bill and study what sports betting would do for our state. So um, the bill that was filed or the bill that was drafted um, is probably just sitting there and, you know, <laughs> could potentially be, uh, you know, the, the groundwork for next year when they actually get it done. But Vermont has not shown much of an appetite, actually, for or interest for having sports betting. Well, Vermont doesn't even have casinos, so I, I, that's what shocked right. me when I saw. Did the bill actually kind of look like something like Tennessee has? I mean, no retail sports books, everything with their sports betting industry would be online? Is Correct. Is that what they're proposing? Yeah, it's, it would be an online only. Um, and I'm actually just looking up my story uh, because I'm like, yeah, I can't even remember because I've done so many other things this mm-hmm. week. Um, it would allow six mobile platforms, and it would uh, the lottery would run it, so they'd have to go through a bidding process, which is similar to the way that New Hampshire set up their law. Um, and it would probably have a pretty high tax rate to go along with that. Okay. So. I don't think that anything's going to happen in any time quickly. I mean, New Hampshire doesn't really have casinos. They have, I guess, some charitable casinos yep. in the state. Um, then, But the lottery there um, opened the bidding process and actually very transparent, moved pretty quickly, but they ended up only taking one platform, and that was DraftKings um, in exchange for a high tax rate. So Vermont looks like it's going to mirror what New Hampshire did. Okay. Um, when and if they actually file the bill and, and take action on it. So I want to get your opinion. We have Maine as the first state to legalize sports betting yes. in 2022. We just, Kansas, just signed the yes. uh, sports Yesterday. betting. So what what is the next state we should be looking for? What, what's your guess? If you had to place a bet on the next state to huh. legalize sports betting, what would it be? Well, I mean... In terms of what's going on right at this moment in time, it would be California because really? it's really the only one that's really active. There's a there's a bill in Minnesota um, that, but it seems to have kind of 
not gotten past committee. I mean, it's gotten past committee and onto the House floor, but it's, nobody's taking it up to vote on it. So I'm going to assume that they don't have the votes there to do what they have to do. There's still a sports betting bill, I think, in play in North Carolina. But if I'm being honest, it's, that's not one of the states that I've been covering. So I don't know exactly what's going on. But that bill has been being bandied about in North Carolina for a couple of years. Um, so, you know, if somebody makes a deal somewhere, that could move fast. Um, and I, the only other state really in play, I guess, is Massachusetts, where sports betting has gone to a, a conference committee, which has about two or three months to sort out um, what sports betting would look like and bring it back to the House and Senate, um, who can then decide whether or not they are going to move forward. What is your guess about Massachusetts? I mean, like I said, I have an office up there. I've been to uh, mm-hmm. there's a there's a is it Encore Boston Harbor? Mm-hmm. You know, you go to the. Yeah. Uh, they have a win bet sports bar. It's just a, a, a sports bar, but when you go in there, right. they have all the windows ready. If they pass it, they can probably have people behind there in, in no time flat. But it, it's just it's shocking that they're taking so long. I mean, they're the corporate head, headquarters for DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you sound like me. So I, I, I was like, answer, I, I'm standing the in the middle of a casino. I'm looking at empty windows ready to be filled, and I'm just, what's taking so long? It's. I mean, it's a very good question. Um, all signs point to the Senate President, Karen Spilka, not being a big fan of gambling in general. Um, and slowing down the process. Mm-hmm. And it just is a state much like Missouri where the session closed either last night or this morning and they won't get it done, where there's no real opposition. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of politics going on and people who don't agree with each other. And at the moment, um, the House and the Senate are still in very different places um, in terms of whether or not to allow betting on college sports, what the tax rate would be, and various other things. And until they can come to an agreement on that, you know, it's not going to get passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even if a bill comes out of conference, in theory, then it's supposed to run pretty smoothly through the legislature or the general court, as it were, in Massachusetts. Um, but it's not clear that it will, because the lawmakers there just don't seem to agree at all um, on what they want. And... Karen Spilk has been slow to bring up sports betting at all. Um, so the fact that it's in conference committee is a is an exciting thing. Um, <laughs> I My feeling is it went to conference committee to die. Um, yeah, a lot yeah. of other people think that it's, it still has a chance. Jill, we're running out of time, but can you give uh, people out a website where pe- they can go and read your articles and give out any social media address you want to give out so people can keep up with what you're doing? Sure. Um, the website is sportshandle.com and um, I am uh, don't have any social media whatsoever but you can check out at sportshandle.com okay. I'm sorry, at sportshandle on Twitter, now I have to look it up isn't that <laughs> embarrassing um, where uh, everybody on our staff tweets and then uh, once you're on the sportshandle.com site you'll see some bylines from Matt Rybaltowski Chris Altruda Bennett Conlin and they all have their own uh, Twitter account. Let's see. So there's at sports underscore handle. Okay. Um, and that is our our staff site. And then there's at us underscore bets, which is our sister site, us bets. Um, and then obviously you'll find various reporters who have their own 
social media. Oh, great. But I lay low there. <laughs> <laughs> Jill Dorson from Sports Handle, USBets.com, and Better Collective, thanks so much for coming on and giving us an update about what's going on in the sports betting industry. I think incredible things are happening in California, Maine, and Vermont, and, and I know more news is going to come out of those states as well as other states. So I, I hope you come back on and keep us updated about what's going on in the sports betting world. Well, sure. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. It's a casino. People got to win sometimes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a giant, colorful check to deposit. Bean the House is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Don't wait. Join in the fun now. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Grab a lion's share of the fun at BetMGM.com. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And welcome to this week's edition of Beating the House, where we're going to crisscross the country talking about the different jackpots that have been in the casinos. Going to start off in Las Vegas. Never had one from the D until today. Really? Never had a D uh, we, jackpot. We never, never had a D uh, nope. 
segment on here, huh? Never had the D, no. The D, all right. Um, we have a massive slot, slot jackpot that was hit at the right. D. Uh, anonymous guest was playing IGT's Wheel of Fortune slot machine. Okay. Um, That's one of those slots that always hits. It seems like every time we do a slot, like big jackpot, Wheel of Fortune, chances are it's a Wheel of Fortune or a Monopoly or something like that. Well, this one really hit. $1.437 million. $1.43, huh? Wow. Almost $1.44. So did they say how much money they put in? No, they didn't say how much. No, they didn't give it? Not much information was handed out about the type of bet that was placed, but the amount of money that came out of that was a a massive jackpot. (laughs) I mean, that's actually almost even an understatement when you think about it. For When we do Wheel of Fortune, usually we see $500,000, $600,000. We rarely see the 1.4 size. I'm assuming with 1.4 million dollars, I mean the bells and whistles went off, and oh yeah, you know yeah, the yeah, staff yeah. came around and things like that, huh? Yeah. I okay. wonder. I, I, I'm assuming since the person wanted to remain anonymous, they didn't take a picture of them handing the novelty check. Sure. I mean, or do I, they say anonymous on the I, novelty I get, check? I get some of these comments. I, I see some of these comments on the Facebook pages of these casinos uh, that post a picture of the winner and the big checks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of comments are saying, you know, oh, they don't look so happy. I guess they don't like their picture being taken and things like that. Or why is a casino taking their picture? Hey, everyone, the casino gets their permission to take yes. the picture. The, the, the person isn't getting a picture taken without their, you know, uh, okay. You know, it, it's just they, they, the staff doesn't run up, force them to take a picture. I they, would hope not. No, I they, they not. don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. They ask permission and, you know. If the person says no, they don't take the picture. So, um, and you know, the comments p- are saying, "Oh, well, that's I can't believe the uh, c- casino takes the picture of the winner." And, and some people just don't <laughs> smile ridiculous. in photos. There are some people that just don't. Well, smile just in photos. just the thought that these pe- people are forced to take a picture is crazy. Yeah, is crazy. Well, yeah. Again, they're not the, forced to take a picture. They're they're asked. They're not- they got they give their permission, and the casino takes their picture. If they don't give their permission, the casino doesn't take their picture. But I think I see what they're saying. If they're not smiling, some people don't smile in pictures. Some people may be worried about dropping the check. Well, so some people smiling. might be still in shock of winning one point four million dollars. Yeah. So uh, well, you know, I'm pretty sure this guy. I didn't see a picture of this. I have to go look around the D again, but uh, I did not see a picture of this jackpot up on the, on their yeah. social media. But but the whole idea is that a casino forces a winner to take a picture is ridiculous. So well, uh, moving, stop, stop with the comments. Moving on to the next jackpot. Okay, we're going to go to the other side of the country, Encore Boston Harbor. Okay, uh, as that was a, a big fact, month for Encore Boston. Uh, everything. For jackpots, yeah, no, they're uh, for, for the last couple of months. It's been huge for for Encore Encore Boston Harbor setting revenue records. Yeah, I need they're they're breaking revenue records, yeah. and by the way, they're breaking state tax revenue yes. records too. So the uh, state of Massachusetts is very happy with Encore Boston Harbor. They're, they're doing extremely well in yep. terms of uh, tax revenue for the state. So I don't see you know. The uh, the state of Massachusetts in any hurry to maybe that's affecting why they're not in any hurry to do sports betting. They're getting more, well, and more no, revenue I mean, from the casinos. Well, look, I mean, I, can you imagine Encore Boston Harbor? They have a beautiful. I guess it's Win Sports Bar right Win, now. The Win Bet Sports Bar. Win Bet Sports Bar, which is the online sports book for Win. Yeah, but I mean, th- there's there's no sports betting in Massachusetts, but they're ready to go because yes. I, I think we've said in past episodes they all they have the windows already there. All they need is people to take bets, and uh, I I think once <laughs> once. Massachusetts ever allows sports betting, I mean, they're almost ready from day one. 
it's still one of the saddest things when you walk in there and you see those empty cages. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, should be. well, it's hope. You know, yes. it's it's hope. You you see this and you know, you know, it's possibly coming. It's it's probably coming, but you just don't know when it sports betting will be when hitting you, when Massachusetts. You first, when you first see it, it's hope. But when you realize it's Massachusetts and they're not passing, it's hopelessness. Well, you know, we'll see but what anyway, happens. Let's get back to the jackpot. Okay. We have Tyler winning six hundred ninety-five thousand dollars on a five-card Royal Flush playing crazy for poker. That's a table game. Wow, <laughs> what a variation of that. What crazy for poker? I I, uh, I actually got to take a look at this game because we have another jackpot from them um, uh, earlier the same month here, earlier in May here. Uh, a $33,000 jackpot won by another player playing crazy for poker. This was a straight flush. I, I actually have to take a look at this because I see the name that you have on the production notes. It's crazy number four poker. Right. Now, it it certainly it's crazy that. for poker, but there's yes. a four there. Does that mean there are four cards, cards being dealt? Yeah. Okay, i got to yeah. check that out. It has something to do with the actual number of cards, or actually maybe four of a kind wins mm-hmm. more so than See, anything else. See, th- that's what this segment does for me. You, you, it's crazy for poker. I'm going to jump online later today for the different casinos online in New Jersey and see if they have crazy for poker, just to see what it is. You know, I thought about putting the description of the game into the notes. Okay. But I figured if I do that, I'm not going to want to look at the game. Okay. Well, so, well I'm going to I want to try and check it out. And, and just to round so. out Encore Boston Harbor or stay in Massachusetts, Last month, they also had a $49,000 jackpot playing the Dollar Storm slot machine. That's a slot machine. Okay. The Dollar Storm is dollar a slot storm. machine. I've actually seen Dollar Storm in a lot of the Vegas and Nevada casinos. Yeah. Also, the, like Henderson and uh, Reno have a lot of Dollar Storm. Yeah. But I've never really seen it on the East yeah. Coast too often. But uh, they actually have this. It was the Dollar Storm in what they call the loft. Well, it used to be the big poker room. The they still they have poker. Table yeah. poker room. They have poker now, but uh, it's like thirteen tables. So yeah. they still have poker. So, but uh, this is in the. Uh, is it? I don't know if it's the high end slot. I don't know if they're high end up there in the loft. High limit slot high or, limit or, whatever, or high roller slot. High, whatever thing. Or whatever I don't know if that's it. what they have in the loft. But, I got to tell you, Encore Boston Harbor is absolutely beautiful uh, yes. casino. Yes. I, I did a video of that one time in uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I put it in LinkedIn. And it was like it got like over 1,200 hits or something like that, <laughs> 1,200 views. Well, we're it's going a beautiful casino. We're going back across the country now. All right. Back to Nevada. We have the Green Valley Ranch. Uh, Jill, a Las Vegas local, Las Vegas Valley, Las Vegas Valley resident. I okay. got that straight. Uh, won $115,000 drawing a seven-card straight flush on Pi Gal wow. to win the progressive jackpot. And she collected an extra 5000 playing the fortune bonus side bet. Yeah, yeah. So she played the game straight with the side bet. The side bet didn't come in with the big money. The side bet just added $5,000. I haven't played Pie Gout a couple weeks now. You're slacking. I, I know. I, I was, well, I, I started with it because I just wanted to learn it. That, the greatest thing about the online casinos in New Jersey and, and, and anywhere, really, is you get to learn all of the games and it's cheap. <laughs> yes. You know, you you don't have the uh, the big limits. I mean, let me well, tell you no, something. No, 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 don't, don't, well, I, I know. you do you, have them. You, you can. Have them. I mean, you, you can, them. but you can actually play at a lower limit. Let me tell you something. Where you can't go into a casino and play one two cent 
poker. <laughs> no, you can't. You can do it online, and, and, yeah. and it's a great way to learn it. It's a great way to learn these games, Those too. are called micro-stakes. Micro-stakes. You can play micro-stakes yes. online. I mean, I'm, I'm bringing it up because if you're new to poker and things like that, yes. go online and play. It's real money, but it's not crazy real money that you, uh, you can learn at your well, own pace. Well, we're now leaving Las Vegas and going to Henderson. Okay. Uh, the Klondike Sunset Casino. Unidentified local resident, they wish to remain anonymous, okay. won $108,000 playing the Dollar Storm oh. Grand Progressive slot. Dollar Storm, huh? Same. That's two now. Two this week. Okay. One in Nevada and one in Boston. Massachusetts. Yep. Okay. One in Boston. Okay. We have Henderson to Boston. So uh, congratulations to the unidentified local. Okay. We're leaving Nevada completely. Now we're going to Iowa. Iowa. Huh? Diamond Joe Casino. I like Actually, that name. I, I believe it's the home of one of the Betfred sportsbooks. Oh, okay. Uh, Diamond Joe said that a man named Shane from Osage won a jackpot of $53,000 on a $10 bet at 11 p.m. at night playing Aristocrats Dragon Link slot game. Wow. That's another one of those uh, progressive ones. That's It's like the Buffalo. This one's Dragon. What a great headline that is it's a uniquely western midwestern kind of headline shane from iowa wins money at diamond joe's shane from osage iowa <laughs> so what that's great well we're going to leave iowa all right i, I don't have much more to say about no iowa, that's it that's yeah. that's it that's hey diamond joe did Congra- the job hey got the congratulations iowa yes uh going to Atlantic city all right borgata they had two jackpots both on April 23rd, both of over $100,000. Actually, I should say both exactly $100,000. Oh, wow. Uh, this is the brick and mortar. April not, 23rd, not huh? Site. Yep. Boy. This is, this is the brick and mortar, not the online site. Uh, first person won $100, spin, $100 per spin IGT Wildstar red, white, and blue slot machine, won $100,000. Okay. And I don't know if it's the same person, but it's two $100,000 jackpots. Uh, this other one came on the $25 IGT Jacks or Better video poker machine. Hmm. All right. So one slot, one video poker. Okay. Both at Borgata Brick and Mortar in Atlantic City. Uh, let's go over to a little lottery win. Lottery. And I say little, you know, sarcastically because uh, a man named Osman from Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, I heard this, yeah. Won $7 million using the Jackpocket app, and he won the Cash for Life uh, jackpot. Wow. So uh, I don't know if he did the Cash for Life, but I guess it's, what, $1,000 a day for life. That's the way that's set up. Or a week, or sometimes they're broken down to a week or a month or something like that. I think it depends on how big the jackpot is, Now, can you take the lump sum in that one? That I don't know. I don't know if you're able to do that. But Cash for Life, you're supposed to get either weekly or daily sum. So in all total, this thing is worth $7 million to the winner. $7 million. Okay. And he used Jackpocket. Okay. One of their biggest jackpockets, jackpots on Jackpocket that they have. Uh, We have a Caesar Sportsbook win from New York City, or New York State, online sports book. Uh, a sports better turned a $6.90 bet, a 16-team parlay. <laughs> 16? 16. Wow. In what? It, it, was it across? Uh... Ten, 10 Major League Baseball games, four NHL games, and two NBA playoff games that happened that night. Wow, good for him. He went everywhere. Wow. Uh, 219000 
Wow. On a uh, six dollar and ninety seven pence. <laughs> Good for him. Now I'm I'm assuming why why, why did, six dollars and ninety cents? Well, see, I I was thinking about this, and I always see these kind of bets that you know someone bet such and such money. You can do it the opposite if you if you make a bet online anyway, and you want to win a certain amount of money, you put the amount you want to win, and it'll automatically put in how much you have to bet. To win that amount of money, okay. Because I don't, I don't know why someone would bet six dollars and what? What was it? Six dollars and fifteen cents. Six dollars and ninety cents. Ninety six. Yeah. He, I wonder if he put in the, you know, the amount he wants to win, and they tell you you have to bet this much to win this amount. So. Well, I I've never done it that way. No, no, I haven't. But I, I, but I, I guess that's I the only re- that's too. the only reasoning I have for someone betting six dollars and ninety. Unless or, unless that was the last amount he had in his uh, that, account, that's what I'm and he just too. bet that's the rest of his too. account. Congratulations to all our winners. That's it for this week's Beat in the House. Please keep those press releases coming in, and we'll keep doing this segment. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I'll see you next time on House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.